0: From Potomac Fund Management, this is the Conquer Risk Podcast. Join us as we discuss the business of running an RIA firm and the practice of investment management. And now, our hosts.
1: Welcome to the Conquer Risk Podcast. My name is Manish Kada, and with me, like most weeks, I have Jeff Goodnow. How are you, sir?
0: I am doing peachy keen. Um, peachy keen without sleep. So, let me steal steal just a minute uh, from, from the intro. We, look, everybody knows I travel in an RV. Nothing says fun. Now, before I make fun of my wife, nothing says fun like waking up to a mouse in the RV. Two nights in a row. About three hours of sleep in the last 70-whatever hours. I can't do math anymore in my head. Um, but, yeah. Uh, now, if it were a spider then I would be the one who screamed bloody murder and I fully expected the police to show up. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a toughie. So if I do anything stupid during this podcast, blame the mouse.
1: We'll just, we'll just, we'll just cut it out. We,
0: we've we've named him Red October. <laughs> so I'm on the hunt. All
1: right.
0: All right. Go back to the intro, bro. <laughs> what are we doing?
1: All right. So, you know, we, we wanted to talk about a couple of different things. I'm going to start with, an email i got from an advisor last spring roughly uh that caused you and i to sit down and, and do some self-reflection and try to figure out where we want to go uh with not only the company but our tone the, the right. way we communicate all of that stuff and so here is uh, listen I'm, I'm there's a lot of emails back and forth this was the final conclusion to the email string I also do not like your webpage nor your video comments and how you handle them. It lacks a lot from a back office perspective. In addition, your humor and wise characterizations (laughs) is not appropriate. I like detailed info, research reports from my managers that is drilled down, info with facts, not humor, funny talk, all in print with attached resources. I read that word for word, so excuse the grammar.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a mouthful for sure. Well,
1: you know, listen, you, you expect things from YouTube comments and, and whatever, like, you know, there's trolls, what, you deal with it, life moves on. Uh, but this was an actual advisor who works with us who, who called me out particularly on the way Potomac communicates. And I recall then calling you and saying, you know, a couple things. First of all, it's probably not a fit anymore. Maybe we should part ways amicably, number one. Number two. What, are, are we going down the right path? Because I was brought up yeah. in this industry to be vague, right? When you do market commentary, don't say bull or bear, you know, kind of go down the middle and, and use words like possibly or, or likely. May. And, and that's how, that's how I was taught to write commentary. Um, not only just because of compliance, but you know, you, you just don't want to put yourself in a corner and that's how wall street has always been. And, and I still get criticized to this day, you know, and I swear there's a large tamp out there and I'm not going to call them out by name that that they won't sign us up mainly because of my mouth and the things we say, and I don't fucking suit and tie on. And so we wanted to talk about this. What, uh, you know, what, what, what say you, it
0: was, it was really, it it was, it was one of those, you know, every, every once in a while you get a moment Of decision, and and that's really what this boils down for us. It wasn't, it wasn't so much that particular advisor um, per se, right? It was it was about the fact that someone is giving us a a very clear and distinct vision of what they want, and and I I ask I look for these kinds of things in other strategists, right? My my interview of Kim Arthur at Main Management. I said, "What is the passion that drives the action?" And that's what this made me think of when we started talking about this uh, as a you know as a podcast topic. It, that was for us a time to look at what our passion is and what drives our action, and to create some blah boring five page PDF that has lots of facts and charts, and then a bunch of may's and maybes and possiblies. It's just, it wasn't us. I mean, obviously we're talking about it on a podcast for crying out loud. So clearly we went the other direction, but, but that's, that's, that's where we started. That was a moment of decision for us.
1: Yeah. And we've evolved since then as well in, in, in expanding it. But I think we sat down and said, look, we want to be transparent. Right. And obviously there's compliance reasons why you, you have to, you know, hold back certain things, but from an opinion standpoint, from, from how you want to be perceived you know, we want to be fully transparent and, and we want to record and communicate the way we talk, the way you and I would talk to each other. Right. And so, we, yes, we doubled down. We took this piece of constructive criticism and ran with it and said, you know what, we are on the right path. Let's make it even better and let's be more transparent. So yeah. with that being said, you know, we have gone back and forth about how we think advisors currently, the way they communicate to client, uh, clients, excuse me, is broken. You know, why, why is that?
0: Well, you know, I, I think part of it is is just uh, referring to one of our other podcasts of the of the client expectations change, right? The way clients live, we talk about an in client, the way they live their lives and interact. I mean, I literally just ordered Uber Eats for lunch, right? I, I, I didn't have a, a notepad that I wrote down an order and faxed to them, right? I hopped on my phone and I had a gift card in it. So there you go. Uh, the same sort of thing is happening, like it or not. Uh, clients are living their lives differently, from from kid to grandparent. So that's that's where advisors, I think, it's it, if you don't change your your style, that's okay, right? But is there are there opportunities to improve your client experience for at least those that are changing? And that's why we're having this conversation. So I want to point out a couple of things, and that is just the difference between you know, plan structured stuff and on demand. And I think that's maybe the topic we wanna part of the topic we wanna touch on. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, let's let's do a real life example. So every month since let's see, two thousand and three <laughs> or four, yeah. I've written Jesus Christ, it's been that long. I know. Um, I've written a, a a monthly commentary. You old I haven't missed a month. Yeah. Regard I mean, even with children being born or whatever reason, I have not missed a month Um, for almost 16 years but you know it's a planned thing and what i always struggle with is let's say i'm writing the commentary on a wednesday and literally wednesday afternoon we get some big indicator changes or something happens you put yourself in these in this bind where you have this structured uh dissemination of information and it it doesn't um it just doesn't jive well with how the world works anymore right so that's example number one where we said all right how do we change this and we just started it recently and the feedback has been tremendous where i literally am sitting down in front of my computer just popping open the webcam it's not produced i'm doing a screen share there's a disclosure at the end hit done and it gets sent out and and it's just you know me going through charts and and talking right. about markets um and and i can do that anytime i want i can do it you know it, it, it at night in the morning during the day whenever and it, it, it so that's an example of of on demand right just being able to get it done
0: absolutely and so i'm gonna i'm gonna expand upon that a little bit and let's let's take a vision of what most of us have experienced in, throughout our careers which is uh, let's just say to advisors right the on de- uh, the uh, excuse me the webinar Right, what happens? We all, as a, as a firm, in our example, right, we would spend time trying to create this content of a webinar, whether it's one or two of us doing it, whatever, that's fine. We'd have to create the notifications, email in, in invites, that sort of thing, right, send those out in that format, hope that a bunch of people will register, we have to get all their information, right, all these things, and then half of them don't show up, we're disappointed. Uh, the reality is that we're busy with clients so we do this webinar we get a few hokey questions at the end if we do questions uh, and then send out a, a recording to the to everybody including those that were in attendance or not and basically we cried bullshit on that. So what we started doing when we uh, earlier this year when we had a webinar scheduled we just decided you know what screw this let's record the webinar and then just send the actual information out. Here's a link to the webinar. That that's so easy. Think about that. That took 10 seconds to explain versus the 12 steps and headache, heartbreak, and whatever of trying to make sure all those pieces and 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 things worked. Why not just create the content and disseminate it? Here it is, free. So, that lends itself to to gated content versus transparency. You want to uh, open that door?
1: Yeah. So there's a new app called Clubhouse that everyone's raving about. And of course, anytime a new app comes out, I'm always the last one to adopt it because I just don't feel like adding anything else to my life. But uh, I I went ahead and signed up to, to take a look. And apparently what they're trying to do is disrupt webinars altogether. And so Clubhouse is an app where you, me, twenty other people could just have a, a conversation going at like ten a.m. on Eastern, and anyone can join, right? Depending on your interests, so you can launch launch a conversation at any random time to talk about, you know, tactical management or marketing or whatever, and random people can join that conversation. Now, from an advisor point of view, you know, obviously there's compliance and things like that. You just got to be careful what you say, but it's just another avenue. I, I think everything is going away from gated content. I think gated content is uh, a horrible way to approach things. No one cares about your content. You are not that special. Um, produce the content and distribute it out. And, and we're learning that as well, more and more. It's, it, it, you can always push the envelope to to ungate your content and, and to, to make it available to, to everyone.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting, you know, it's an interesting aspect. And, and that's a lot of what we do is, of course, create content. And then we have some little snippets and things, even like our podcasts that we'll, we'll send out. And the whole idea is create create trust. Using those smaller pieces, create trust in uh, the content that we are providing and the information we are providing, the education we are providing. And if if that's interesting enough, for an advisor to want to know more, then they'll reach out and give us all of their information because they'll have questions and they'll want to talk to us, right? And so that's, that's really the challenge becomes, in this case, us, or, or you if you are a, uh, an advisor or, or another business trying to create content, right, to make your content uh, enjoyable enough to be able to, to be received well. I mean, you know, look, we've all been in the sleeper webinars and and those sorts I we're kind of picking on webinars, but there's a lot of different types of content. Podcasts can be uh, sleepers. There's all kinds of things. Uh, And, you know, it just, again, continues to go along that lines of what can we do to make things simple, transparent, easy access, and on demand.
1: Well, look, I, I got into a little Twitter argument the other day with someone who, you know, I had said out there that your marketing department should be should be as much as if not bigger than your operation department. And a couple of people were like, "Well, you know, you, you're bad at marketing if you need that many people." And I think the term marketing sort gets a bad rap because it's it's just content creation. It's all the same thing, right? We we want to be able to create content that 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 lessens the need for that wholesaler who's you know checking in with you and and following up and and it, by creating content it it gets rid of that right you you're allowed to access what i say is at, you know succeed on your 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 home turf access the conf, uh, the information when you need it and when you want it um and and i think i think advisors should open their mind to that concept of of just putting out information about their value add to clients and letting the, the end consumer consume it.
0: Well, and this is one that I think, is, here's a little tidbit that, that I think is a good one for advisors to think about. As you say, open their mind to what the possibilities are. <clears throat> I, absolutely, there's value in getting one, your, one of your client calls, uh, client's call, and they have a question about how to do something. And that's great that you walk them through it or a teammate walks them through it. That's wonderful. There's also value in that same question that's answered three, five times a week (laughs) to go ahead and create some video content about that. And that can be part of your dissemination to your clientele. That's a value add because guess what? If they forget it this time and they don't have to do whatever that thing is again for another six months or a year, and they know that some of these things, I'm not talking about just an FAQ, right? But you can just just create, it's more value add opportunities. In the ways that video can be helpful for you
1: there's so much there's so much pushback and i don't i don't i don't get why like listen you, you don't have to go out and and create TikToks and social media accounts and whatever i mean it's just a matter of email marketing still works right email updates still yeah. work just just do it in a video format and and don't do it on a scheduled time right don't don't do a quarterly newsletter or, or even a monthly newsletter i don't know how much how much longer i want to continue even doing that um you know, wh- wh- why, you know, just push it out when it needs to be pushed out.
0: Right. Well, Manish, you're going to laugh at this, but this is, you're right. you right, you and I get to doing these things and we do them so often they become habit, right? And so I mentioned I used Uber Eats earlier today. Well, I... At the end of the Uber Eats, right, you give your driver information. And I realized that trying to find a particular RV spot number inside of an RV park, if you're not familiar with that sort of thing, is not necessarily easy. And it's funny because I realized as I was going through agony trying to type a simple turn enter, turn right, take the second left, I'm the first RV on the right. I so wanted to send him a little video. you know it's like hey here's a picture from the the thing as you go in and you know draw whatever uh because that's just what i'm used to in in email and so forth i, I don't i don't answer 90 90% of the time i answer with a short video that that's easy to produce uh you know very very quickly instead of typing out 14 lines of information in an email so you know it's just that same sort of thing right but you get used to it and that's other things in life start you start to realize how painful it is to to do all this typing and so I just thought that was kind of funny.
1: Right, I mean, I, 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 listen, I, maybe, maybe it's generational. I don't know. I, you know, if someone calls me and leaves me a voicemail and it's a sales call, like no one wants to be called anymore. No, no one wants to be bothered. You know, uh, no one wants to get checked in on. You know, it's just if you want information, you know where to get it. You know where to go. And and so the 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 genesis of this right. this episode is really that we keep noticing how you know how advisors are communicating clients and some are doing a really good job, but, but a lot just aren't. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and hopefully this changes maybe a year in, in a pandemic with, with new tools allows this to change. But, uh, uh but, but, what I mean, conclusion here, like what, what's, yeah. you know, I, I think, what, what are your two sides? What, what, what would you do as an advisor first and foremost to, to move this in the right direction?
0: You know, you just, the first step is always the hardest. Right. So so just decide what your first step is. And and that honestly, if you're listening to this podcast, your first step is probably to, to just call me. Right? Just call me or shoot better yet, shoot me if you have my so you may have already have my email, click on the link and schedule some time for us to talk because I can help you through that as far as what for your clientele, what maybe makes the most sense as a simple first step. Start to see if your clients enjoy that kind of engagement because I have yet to have anybody who started down this road took a step of using more technology to improve the client experience. Come back and say, "Wow, that sucked." My clients hate it. Uh, so, yeah, who knows? Maybe we just have an odd audience. And if if you're part of our odd audience, we love you.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and so. I think also, it, what matters a lot is to, to ask ask for feedback, ask the clients for feedback, see what what they what they're currently watching or yeah. doing, or how do they consume information. You, you can't assume that uh, you know people exactly. want to drive across town to come in come in and meet with you exactly
0: don't assume ask just ask and see what see what they say would you would you find it more convenient if i did x and see what they say so uh any other thoughts
1: yeah just i i think that that email we got was was eye-opening i mean i think we we burned all our brochures um at that point um i don't think we've printed anything for for six seven months at this point we i don't think i remember this was actually a uh kind of a struggle right because we, we I talked to Jen and I was like hey is she mentioned like don't people want brochures and I'm like I don't know I guess we'll find out what happens if they ask I mean has anyone asked you for brochures
0: I've probably had two or three in the last year requests um, but my response when I when I explain uh, that we don't have any physical brochures anymore and here's why um, they're perfectly fine with it I mean, yeah. Well, there's also so so
1: much content now. Like you can, if you want to know anything you want to know about us, personally and professionally, and that um, and that does help. Open the website. Yeah. So
0: Manish, I think that's important, right? Part of the brochure, if you think about any, whether it be an advisor's brochure, an or you know a a third party manager's brochure, etc. Right? What's the point of the brochure? It's to let everybody get to know them. Well, this is yeah. where having a solid website, good content. I mean, you want we have pod, we have blogs, we have podcasts. We, there's no reason that somebody doesn't know us. And, and creating a brochure is, it's, it's like, well, that should already be part of the part of the website. There, it's fully accessed twenty four seven. And
1: also, getting to know us has also uh, worked against us a couple times. So, yeah, well. Um, <laughs> it. yeah
0: <laughs> that's okay so uh wait yeah. I, I think it was garacho Marx who said i don't want to be a member of any club that won't uh, 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 that won't have me as a member first so you know what if somebody doesn't like what we're doing or how we're doing it that's okay that's okay well yeah we i mean listen,
1: i think it's Go it comes down to communicating spot. communicating to your clients the way you want to be communicated to um and that that that's the best way to conclude this
0: all right. So what's your recommendation?
1: Uh, Tiger Woods, HBO Max documentary. I was putting it off for a little bit. It, it, it's pretty good. I mean, it goes yeah. through his whole history from start to finish. So Tiger's, I think, four years older than me. So when I was uh, roughly around college is when he went on that streak where he was just destroying everyone. It, it was a, a really good documentary. It's two parts to it. Um, it goes into his you know uh, issues later on in life and where he is now he seems pretty happy and content now so I think it's worth watching it was entertaining and, and uh, good uh, it was done really well
0: yeah I, I would agree it's uh it's one of those it's hard to talk about without talking about a whole bunch so we'll just leave it at that but uh, it was definitely eye- opening and I think that's that's pretty critical I don't know if he you know uh, yeah it, it's it's definitely you learn I learned a lot I'll just leave it like that
1: yeah, I mean, look to to have that drive to, for anyone to have that sort of drive, you know, the, the, it puts a toll on your mental stability. So yeah, we'll we'll let don't we won't ruin it for anyone.
0: <laughs> All right, um, what do you got? Yeah, so here we're, we were talking about the RV park. So uh, here's a new new app. So didn't
1: we decide? Wait, didn't we decide? You know, it was a running joke how many times you'd mentioned RV in the podcast. You are on three or four at this. Uh, yeah, point. Yeah,
0: probably, probably. In this particular right. case. Yes. So RV Trip Wizard uh, is a, it's RVtripwizard.com. It's a, they've got a, a, a nice application or website, if you will. Uh, it's great for RVers. And this is one of those things where, you know, look, I realize not everybody, every advisor who's listening uh, is going to be an RVer or give a rat's ass about it. Um, but you probably have clients that do. And so knowing a little bit or having a little, little tip or a little, little hand you know that that's that's a a nice feature so if you have questions about it give me a call or just go check it out it's it's pretty cool it's very easy to plan your route with fuel stops and you know other things like that uh it's just a lot easier to do than to to try and just do google maps and hope that it gets you there with the right roads and that sort of thing
1: cool um that should be it just quick updates you know check out youtube uh, we're adding a lot more to that, including some new mini series that we're coming out with. Um, I won't uh, reveal too much, but they'll all be on our YouTube page as we move to uh, uh, off our own video host- hosting setup. So uh, we love the comments, we love the feedback, even even the constructive criticism. Uh, uh, it, it helps us actually, you know, create more things, and it helps us as a business too. Right? Uh, we you got to know you got to know what you can change and improve on. Uh, and so it's helpful to get, get that feedback. So keep it coming. Um, subscribe to YouTube if you can. And that should be it. All right.
0: Thanks. Appreciate the listeners. Thanks, Jeff. Bye. All opinions expressed by podcast guests are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of Potomac Fund Management.